0: and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I'm excited about this next little mini-series that we're going to be doing as we kind of wrap up 2021, which is a bit shocking to even (laughs) put into a statement Uh, when 2020 felt like it was four years long, and this year has felt like four months. So, So here's what's going down. The next batch grouping selection of podcasts are going to be uh, conversations with my team from Radical Wellness. So do you ever get into conversations with people, friends, therapists, otherwise, and you're like, uh, I wish that I recorded that conversation because it, it captured something like I wish everyone could hear this exact moment. The way we understand parenting or adult friendships or the way we understand our relationship to our body or what i really wish people knew about change or hope or therapy or love or whatever and so that's what you're gonna hear these are conversations that sometimes i'm just like let's just we gotta record this let's just push this button (laughs) right here right now because there's something occurring between us. And so the team that I founded a couple years ago, Radical Wellness Collaborative, um, they're a group of women. We are a group of women that are committed to pushing um, and entering into the field of wellness with no hold bar. It's the the way that I wish that I was cared for, treated, held It is the brain baby the heart baby of what i believe people deserve when they go to take care of themselves so a brief like intro on like how how we do (laughs) is this we start the process with giving people a real strong on-ramp to their work so one of the biggest hurdles for people when they decide that okay they want to raise their hands and say something's up and i need to go do some work whether it's because they're at a point of collapse or whether they're at a point of curiosity. There's a really large spectrum of how people begin to engage their work. Collapse to curiosity, okay? One of the biggest hurdles that we immediately face, myself included, is how the heck do I get this thing moving? Who can I trust? Um, And how long before we actually get into me feeling better? The intake process that I created is to solve that pain point right there. If you've taken the radical wellness um, questionnaire, then you already know what I'm talking about. It's pages and pages and it's not pages and pages of nothing. It's pages and pages of like, hey, let's actually get this thing going. Don't let that, the length, um, scare you. I want you to know that we can do a lot before we even see you like this is the point is that you already live in this story, in your experience, the comprehensive nature of the intake is to get it all up and ready to move. You know, a lot of our stories are, um, they can get stuck. And so we want you to not have to be so stuck When you are trying to get started okay so the intake process is then um, a live video session with jessica martindale who you'll be hearing from um, in the series as well Um, and she walks you through your responses to the questionnaire and then formulating what is it exactly that you're wanting to take care of now so if you've been to therapy before or you've done coaching before uh, what are you here for now okay so For example, like I've been to I've started my therapeutic journey multiple times with multiple therapists and every time um, I feel like sometimes people want to start me in my childhood and I'm like, I get it. It's like a therapist gold mine there, (laughs) of course, and I would like to be able when I go in to say I've done this work and that's not what I'm here for what I'm here for is actually this. And to be and for someone to believe me to honor that I have done this work i'm not I'm not here to work on that thing I'm here to work on this thing and so the intake interview really is a process of we want to hear you where you want to start, and we'd like to couple that with what we're hearing you say what we're hearing you not say what you haven't brought up um, what you really wish could be cared for um after that, Jess creates your plan. And the idea is that we want you to be cared for in your multifaceted, layered, holistic self. So when we think about our experiences as people and what we've gone through, uh, injury or information imprint in is not only happening mentally, it's also stored within our body at a cellular level. It's also applied to how we understand our connection, our relationship to divinity, however you understand that to be. Um, it's, it goes into our relationships, how we create or do not create intimacy, where our blocks are, what keeps us from getting started, what keeps us from stopping, right? Variety, so much variety here. And so we have people on our team to serve every single one of those spheres for you. So instead of one person having to be all things, we take turns caring for you. And then we work collaboratively on your behalf on our time. And so technically I want you to remember think about like a relay race when there's like the baton. So the first leg of your race, technically, um, we would decide where does this person need to get started? she need to get started somatically and in her, in her body and um, reduce some of the anxiety so that the therapy interventions stick, or does she need to get started in therapy? There's been a lot of um, story that's in the way of um, her thinking, thinking clearly and, and coming into her full self. Okay. Maybe we start you with a therapist and maybe it's with, maybe it's in along the lines of creativity or spirituality, because this is, this is the point. the, there's a lot of ways that people need to be met and if we said there's just one way we're making this too narrow and so within radical wellness we want to make sure that there's a really like broad scope and what we're actually hearing you say and what we actually hear you need and where does care need to happen for everything else to land and then we meet every week to ensure that nothing is missed So you don't have to waste your time repeating yourself that's like my pet peeve when i go to therapy i'm like ah i already i already like said this like i don't like (laughs) can't you all talk to each other yeah we can That's, that's why it's radical wellness collaborative we collaborate on your behalf to make sure that you're not missed that you're not wasting time that you're moving through your process uh well we are heavy um in regards to equipping you with it with tools and resources so that way we can assure and ensure your autonomy and your practical life lived outside the walls of therapy Um, other than that this is my these are my other favorite things about radical wellness and why it's so easy to talk about it is um, we come right to the center right to the heart of where you're at so we started radical wellness before uh, COVID-19 In that scope, telehealth was still kind of like a, what, (laughs) what is this? Then life moved to Zoom, and it kind of, it it did two things. One, telehealth blew up, and at the same time, it also died, okay? (laughs) The way that we hold telehealth is this. When we think about where we wanna meet this week, imagine that you and I were gonna sit together, maybe even as you're listening to this podcast, where would be, The most. um, Let's look at it this way. Where do you need the most care this week? And so, where do you want to be in order to receive that care? Okay. Do you feel like um, it would be it would serve you to be outside? Great. Let's meet there. Um. Is it? Have you been in your home? Are you? You know. Do you want to be inside your room? Um, Is there a place you go to when you feel the most stressed out? What about where you felt the most hurt? Or what about where you feel the most proud or alive? Where do you want to go to receive care today? And so then that's where we host our experience. And there is something, and and I've seen it go both ways in these last few years. There's um, times where I've met people in the place of the most poignant pain, in the hospital room, in. the nursery that ended up not being filled, in the place that they sit all day and they just can't get out. There's heaviness there, right? But can you imagine being met with tenderness there, being met with resources for your body there, being met with spiritual truth there? That's why it's so radical. Okay, and on the totally other end, therapy and wellness is not for people only for people that are in collapse right this is also for people that are in curiosity so the opportunity to work on yourself to take time for yourself to get resources for yourself you don't have to be in collapse in order to raise your hand get it this is a time for us to be moving towards our own like uh I'm hungry for that. I want that. I need that. I'll take that. Yes. Thank you. This is what I'm, what I'm interested in. I want to, um, I want action in that area. I need to change in that area and you can have that. And so on the other hand of is that that place of curiosity. So where do we want to meet today? Let's go hike together. Okay. I'll be, I'll hike on my end, you hike on your end, and let's spend time in wilderness together. Um, for the for the busy mom, I mean, sometimes it's the pickup line, sometimes it's your car when you're on a break, like, the reality is our our world doesn't always make a lot of room for us to get what we need. And so we need to go get what we need, wherever and however we are. And radical wellness is set up to meet that need on purpose. So um, all that to be said, that's like the large scope that's the large view the the nitty-gritty is this the women on this team make radical wellness what it is their unique facets of this gem are what make it brilliant or allow the light to shine through and I, this is the way that I want to like share, the, share them with the world is hear their hearts, hear their radical brilliance, hear their innovative thought, hear the way that they conceptualize working with people. It's different. Listen for the nuance. So without further ado, the next few weeks are going to be filled with conversations with women from my team from Radical Wellness Collaborative and how we understand the ways in which we can meet you in a radical way. So without further ado, welcome our first conversation from Radical Wellness Collaborative, Katie Hayden. So excited for you to hear what we have in store for you today. Cheers. Okay, people, welcome to TrailerCast. Today... I have the epic pleasure of sitting with my friend and actually co partner within Radical Wellness Collaborative, Katie Hayden. Katie, (laughs) we're here to um, take off everything that we know and also show up in everything that we do know as we tackle the concept and uh, the reality of parenting. Oh, (laughs) hey, girl. (laughs) Speaking up. So Katie, tell, tell me where you go. are right now. Tell me exactly what just happened. We, where are you and what is exactly happening?
1: So what happened today was that um, my daughter wanted to have a play date with one of her sweet friends who she hasn't seen in a while. And so I am in my friend's child's bedroom. So Sammy <laughs> Kate could have a play date today. <laughs> Georgia. Hi. Hi. This is Georgia. Hi. This is Georgia and Sammy Kate. Ben, would you like to say hello? no okay Ben's a ninja turtle right now he may not want to say hello yeah um so yes where I am currently is the forever mother to a now six-year-old kiddo Mm. um our parenting journey includes um hey would you guys step out yep grab a couple toys and step out thank you guys um being foster parents Um, before we were forever parents. And so um, we talk really honestly in my house about how that has shifted and changed our parenting. Um, So
0: that's where I currently am. Yeah, okay, so foster parenting, forever parenting in the honest throes of, (laughs) hey, this is what like actual life looks like as a parent, not my like um, cute ideas about parenting. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah okay um what's your where are you at parenting (laughs) Uh Nah. there's the meme that goes around with the little dog sitting in the center of the room that's on fire saying everything is fine (laughs) that is (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh-huh that came to mind first as an image um my kids are eight seven and five And, um, I'm also what, what kind of throws that up besides having three kids in three years was I'm also a wife to a first responder. And because of that, he's gone for 48 Mm -hmm. hour stretches minimum. And that means that I often parent alone, which is a Mm -hmm. core trigger for me. So parenting right now, um, feels like that meme. Mm -hmm. Everything is fine. Yeah. 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 Why are we here? What are we, what are we here to do? We we were talking about this randomly and then we're like let's we got to sit down and record this because. Yes. You're here. Okay. Because we were kind of tired of conversations around um, surviving parenting with a smile. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we were in a meeting and all of a sudden like somebody said something about summer kids or parenting or something and it was like this whole like oh yeah me too like oh yeah you're in that place um and so usually when we as a team are realizing that we feel alone in something then it is time to step out of that bubble and say something
0: that is such a good word for everything beyond parenting like that I because I tend to if I feel like I'm alone I go inward further Mm -hmm. instead of speaking up uh, via you know breaking my own rules around that and saying hey I'm feeling this way anyone else yeah yeah for sure Mm. okay so current parenting setup what what else is it like you know outside of Instagram squares and what you thought it would be like (laughs) what's it really like
1: I think one of the things I've struggled with this summer is that, um, so Sam started kindergarten, um, this last year. And so we had like this consistency of mm. the same, going to the same place, leaving at the same time for five days. Prior to that, she had consistency on Monday and Wednesday and consistency on Tuesday and Thursday. And so I was, but I was used to like doing something different every day. If that makes sense? Right. And then a year of like consistency. And so the, the, the shifting to summer has just really thrown me off my rocker. I didn't realize how much that, that schedule and that structure, um, I just, I had kind of fallen in and gotten used to. Um, and so shifting clients and shifting my work time and trying to find a place where um, you know, one of the other challenges of an only child is she doesn't have any, she doesn't have a built-in friend when she goes places. She
0: doesn't wow. have a built-in
1: somebody to check on her.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a whole nother reality yeah. that sets the context for your experience and her experience. Yeah. It's hard yeah. in your land. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So finding her a place where she can go do something in the summer where there's somebody there, there's an adult there, there's a kid there where she feels safe and connected. Um, she's a super slow to warm up kiddo Mm -hmm. so it takes her lots of time before she feels safe and comfortable at a place and um so that those those things are what have been the challenges this summer of still trying to work and still trying to hold things and carry things for clients um, and be a business owner as well as Mm -hmm. being and doing what my kiddo needs to be and do
0: yes yeah that is um I also tend to assume I can do a lot more than I actually can. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Going back to, it's fine. It's fine. It's There's fine. one
1: corner that's not burning. It's, right, like, it's I fine.
0: got this. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still holding my coffee. I don't know. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. So it's fine. It's fine. And it's exhausting. Um, mm mm-hmm. It me as an individual, me as a human, not a parent, not, you know, not tethered to any, yeah. anyone else or anything. I like um, being able to kind of float through a day with ideas of what's going to happen. And motherhood has changed the way I, by nature, would like to live my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? These like other every, people that have inputs and behaviors yeah, and things that they need. Needs? So weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the structure piece where I'm like, what school gives to me Mm -hmm. is like a a running train to kind of set our life on in a way that makes everything feel smooth, contained, clear. There's a a built-in sense of, I definitely have some kids that really in my family that need to know what the plan is. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And while that might be counterintuitive to my own nature right i can see what needs what supersedes our collective need which is um school's really great for my kids and i'm a really good half-day mom
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that's like that's part of this journey too is is figuring out like this is what i had in my head that parenthood Mm -hmm. was going to look like right and now that i'm in the thick of it oh i don't know that this is I was talking to a client about that a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, I don't think that I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. Okay, great, sweet. You know that now. Okay, let's talk about that transition. Let's talk about your feels about that. Let's talk about what that looks like. And, you know, it's like anything else when you, when you have that, when you have an expectation and reality doesn't match that expectation, I heard this a long time ago, We have reality on one side and expectation on another. And that gap in between is anxiety, depression, discomfort, right? Like it's, and so how do we close that gap, right? Um, Which, which thing do we move, right? Do we move reality a little bit? Do we shift our expectation
0: a little bit? So uh, I like, it's so, okay. Hearing you say that my husband closes that gap really quickly. He just, he's super effective, Mm -hmm. efficient, go right to action. And I like go into the abyss and swirl and swirl and swirl and like self loathing. And this will never be, this is forever. You know, everything becomes forever. And when I go there and like it, nice. and it's the worst that I'm alone and nothing will ever be different. And this is going to be <laughs> as hard as it is. And, and when I really boil it that I will fuck it all up. Um, yeah. The way my parents did. Mm. And I won't see it until it's too late. If I right? really go if I re- I won't even know that'll you be, that's, that'll be the biggest yeah. crime. Yeah. So closing that gap in a shorter amount of time feels like kindness. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what is really shifting? Right? Oh, go ahead. I was going
1: to say, and shifting reality to my reality and not my reality as an adult, not my reality
0: as a kid say more on that.
1: When you're talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to screw it up like my parents did, and I'm not going to realize it till it's too late, like my parents did, that's your reality as a kid. And that's not who you are as an adult.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like the reparenting portion. So, Mm. um, I, why parenting can feel exhausting for me sometimes, all the times, whatever, is I feel like I'm carrying like a double yoke of yes. wanting to be a good enough parent now. And I'm also recognizing the just very gaping wounds of my own little girl self, my own parenting mm. lack where I'm like, oh, I, I crave um, a mother figure capable of holding all that I am. I crave um, a predictable father. I create, you know, and all, so holding a lifetime of that. Right. While simultaneously parenting, sometimes alone, three very different people. <laughs> oh, while working. Right. While right. being, a, Yeah. While working. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. While working, while, while, while also being a chef and a chauffeur and I'm a microwave
0: cook. <laughs> I, I one thing I will never claim to be is a person who. <laughs> definitely not chef. I'll tell you that I'm. I'm a great DJ. I'm a great. There's a lot of things I'm good at when it comes to that. <laughs> That's not oh, one of them. I microwaved corn dogs alone. last night. No, there you go.
1: Katie? Yeah, but that still took effort, and you had to make sure that you had the corn dogs in the freezer to microwave. Can we Truth. be real about that?
0: Yeah, there the things that slide off for me where I'm like, you know what? At some point, there will be some things we value, and you will value on your own. And I'm doing my best. And the thing that falls off for me often is that piece. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't even actually feel bad about. It. I'm just like, this is what I'm owning right now. Is that the yes. other things I was able to care for you today were like this, and this is the piece that was like. And here is your important doc, right? No. But I
1: also think too, like that's, but that's the reality of it, right? Is that I can't do everything. I can't do everything well all the time, right? Oh my gosh, what I think, an
0: impossible standard to live under. Yeah.
1: You know, you said like the Instagram world and like, I think about how, you know, we used to compare ourselves to the Joneses, but it was only what we mm. saw of the Joneses, right? Like we didn't see all this stuff behind the scenes. And now with Instagram, we think we're getting all this behind the scenes look, and we're not, like we're not getting the reality, right? We're not getting the blowups. We're getting the, the edited pictures that we, that we see of this snapshot of
0: a moment. And so. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's like I am, um, so I and I need those moments, which are also true, to, yes. right, to be a part of the overarching story of parenthood, that, that sparkling, shiny moment, was so good and I needed that too and there were other moments that weren't captured today that were really gross for sure (laughs) or really neutral just really whatever
1: yeah yeah it was just we made it through a day and oh
0: yeah yeah sometimes it's there are times where I'm like wow this is easier than I expected yeah that's I think that that's true too also not spoken about enough there are times where I'm like wow this, this is, dare I say, easy. Yeah. Easier than I thought. And then <laughs> there are
1: other days that I get sucker <laughs> punched.
0: There are other days where I have felt like if I just drove away, it would be better for everyone. Mm. Yeah, recent days. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So the I'm not going to brush over that that is how i feel sometimes
1: yeah i think that's real
0: so what do we know there's um i know we talked we talked i know this is funny right but we talked like like um when i put on my therapist hat you know when i put on my you know the hours of work on the other side of the couch or the hours of work in my own therapy. Like, there's a lot of things we know. And so I want us to operate from two places in this next piece of our conversation. One, what we do know. Professionally, what we do know experientially as parents, what we do know as being mom friends, what we know, you know, what we know. Because we know. And I want to be able to show up completely and fully in power in what we know. And then what we don't know, and being able to own both those spaces. Um, I think of you often when I'm parenting, because you show what you know through story and also how you also mother our team in some ways. Hmm. So would you be willing to lead us a bit and like, this is what I know and own it. Don't shrink. I think
1: one of the things that I, one of my languages lately is that if it's good for kids, why isn't it good for adults? (laughs) And if it's harmful for an adult relationship, why would it be good in a kid relationship? And so um I I you know, because like you see all this stuff about like talking kindness to your kids, like and to adults, like right? Yeah. Um so one of the things that I think I taught the team about is this concept of the redo. Oh. And here's <laughs> here's what I love about the redo. The redo is brain science, right? So it comes back to like, like the way I describe it is that, you know, when we do something, um, I heard, um, so where I learned this was through um, Texas Christian University, the Institute, um, Karen Purvis Institute, um, and they work with kids from hard places. And so I think it was Darren, I may be wrong, but I really think it was Darren and he was speaking and he was talking about the concept of the redo and how um, when you teach somebody to ride a bike, how do you teach them to ride a bike, right? You, do you send them to the library? Do they do the research? Do we talk about gravity? Do we talk about the bike's mechanics? No, we put them on the bike and we do the muscle movements over and over and over again until they are competent enough to be able to ride the bike, right? When we are talking about behaviors like kindness, right? Whether that is using soft and gentle, respectful touches, kind and gentle words. We think that lecturing somebody and them reciting to us that they know how to do it and basically like writing a (laughs) verbal paper about it is going to change their actual behavior. And it doesn't, right? Right. So that's where the... Right. So that's where the concept of the redo comes is that like, after I have, after I, after there's been a behavior that was hurtful and needs to be shifted, then I do it. I do the behavior the way that is, is best. Right. So in our house, that looks like if, um, like if rough hands have been used, right. After we talk about it and we calm down, right. Sometimes we're elevated and we can't like, we can't sure. make kind of choices yeah, in that yeah. moment. So we calm down. Right. Um, then we come back and we use kind and gentle hands. Um, today Sam is really tired and she yelled and screamed at me and she walked off to like stomped after her room and yelled something else. And I just <laughs> sat and waited for her to calm down. Like she's a, she's a fleer. She flees. She calms down. Sometimes I go in, sometimes wait for her to come back. And when she came back, I was like, Hey, sweet girl, how do we need to redo that? and she like used kind and gentle words and then we moved on, right? Like that's the consequence, Oof. right? The consequence, like consequences are for teaching, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we've done it the right way, we learned, right? Yes. Brain science, the right way is now in there and the right way is now in there last. So we don't need to shame, we don't need to rehash it. She knows that she was wrong. We've done it the right way. She's used some kinder words and we move on. We go down the, we go down the track.
0: Oh. it. Yes. <laughs> 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 Infinity things. And yes. Yeah. We, maybe for people listening, I want you to think about what is the part that shocked you the most about that? Um, because there's things where, like the, I've heard you share this and each time I'm like, damn, it was that thing it was that thing. This time it was. Yeah. And then we move on. Yes. So Sometimes in our society where there's a lot of overparenting happening right now. Yeah. yeah. Then there's a sense of like and then I need them to make sure they really learned it and then I'm going to double down on that and then I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to bring it up at dinner time and then when they go to bed and then I'm going to go ahead and it's like right. have mercy. Move on. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have a chance to learn that lesson again tomorrow. (laughs) We will. And that doesn't mean that they didn't learn it, right? That means
1: that their lid was flipped, their brain is off, they they need more practice, right? It's just, that's why I love the bike example because it's so like, I would never expect somebody to get on a bike and learn how to do it the right way the first time. Mm -hmm. No way. Mm -hmm. We would do it again and again and again and then they get it. And even when they get it, something happens sometimes and we fall off the bike. But that doesn't mean they don't know how to ride.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I I know how to ride a bike. I know how to stay regulated. And sometimes I lose my temper. And sometimes I don't say things the way I want. And that's where the, that's the beautiful part of the redo is for me, where it's like, I don't just say nothing and try again tomorrow. That lets my kids fill in the blank of that they're bad or that they, whatever, whatever, however they fill the blank. That's just obviously how I fill in the blank. I'm bad. Um, So the redo is I come to it to say, hey, this happened yesterday. I really wish I wouldn't have handled a situation like that. I would have liked to have done it like this. Yeah. Uh, would it be okay? Um, is that clear? Because I want to make sure there's clarity in the yes. understanding, yes. right? But there yes. wasn't like, they'd still confused. Mm-hmm.
1: And you didn't say like, well, if you wouldn't have da-da-da-da, then I wouldn't no. have responded. I hear that all the time from parents. Like, oh, no, 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 no,
0: you're in charge of your behavior. 100%. I'm going to own that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, and that's actually probably so much even more foundational. Um, nobody makes me feel anything, mm-hmm. right? I on feel so many this, levels. <laughs> yeah, on all of the <laughs> levels, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would have been easy previously in another parenting construct to be like, "I want you to understand what you did wrong, so right. I can justify why I was wrong." Correct. Okay. Correct. So that yes. yes is a trashed paradigm to me. Uh, parenting, yeah. construct, language, all that. That contract had to yeah. die in order to yeah. understand this is how I show you repair, not by accusing you, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was, you just said the word repair. And I think the other thing that parents miss a lot is that when I screw up, I've damaged this relationship. Oh, so and cool. there's a lot of research about the power of the repair. Mm-hmm. And that actually, when there's been a rupture, that that repair actually strengthens the relationship and strengthens your kid's resiliency and strengthens resiliency of the relationship. Yes. Right. So if, as a parent, I can take myself off the hook a little bit and go like, yeah, I did make a bad choice and I'm going to come back and I'm going to repair that. And that repair is going to further that relationship to be stronger. And, and more robust. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's what happens. Not to mention, I get to demonstrate for my kid what it looks like to really apologize. And I get to show them that that's okay, and that that's not a sign of weakness, that's a sign of strength. Like, guys, if we could do that, man, how does that shift totally. things in my brain?
0: Well, and what then it also allows me to come back, right? So I'm allowed to come back to the relationship um yeah, instead of having all these frayed edges of communication that yes. just dropped off and went silent because I didn't know what to do um so it's yeah it's endlessly interesting to be in these conversations around rip repair and how we apply yeah. adult things adults tend to like ghost right yeah because it's very intimate to have that type mm-hmm. of repair it's also takes a to me, it requires some humility and getting off of my self-preservation, my stubbornness, my, you know, it's not humility that's required. I'm actually, it's defense. I am defending against further injury. And so I can, I can be afraid of having, quote, air quotes, the confrontation or the repair necessary because I'm afraid I'm going to be hurt again.
1: Mm -hmm. I was thinking vulnerability. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't really like to expose my heart like that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so the kids can feel that way too, right? Yeah, and I think that's where it's like, so I have the opportunity as the parent this time around, right? I'm not the kid this time; I'm the parent this time mm-hmm. to cushion that, so that way the vulnerability feels less fragile or less terrifying, right? The heart exposing feels like there's more trust there. I'm, a, I can, right? I can come forward, but I, as the parent, am responsible for setting up the cushion and the soft place yeah. for that to occur. Because yeah. there's strength in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My kids hear me say this often, but I, I tell them, I said, listen, I have never in my life parented an eight, a seven, and a five year old before.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so and and not only an eight, seven, and five-year-old, but when your seven-year-old gets eight, he's a different eight-year-old than your last eight-year-old, mm-hmm. right? So like...
0: <laughs> my boys are yin and yang. They, they, I mean, we, my husband and I laugh because it's like, they literally, we give them the same plate of food. It depends on who's cooking, how good it is, but <laughs> they eat the different foods, the opposite. They eat around their plate oppositely. So one will start with the vegetables, one will start with like, whatever. I mean, it's like that, to that degree of right? oppositeness. Yeah. Yeah, but there's freedom. So that requires
1: you to show up as a different parent.
0: And own it, not trying yeah. to say, no, I'm always fair and equal. I do this all the same way. I don't. I'll say, you know what? Right. You know, Eden needs this of me. Um, yesterday, I actually, yesterday, I actually said this. <laughs> I do not have to explain my reasons to you all <laughs> of the time. So I do not owe you that explanation. There are times where we can... Have that, but right now, what is asked is that I said this, and I needed this from you. Period. Okay. And if you need more understanding around that later, that will be available. But for For sure, it's yes, Mm -hmm. yes. For now, it's you need to take action. Period. Yeah. (laughs) So redos, redos are things that I was in my brain. I call them do overs, but I'm like, yeah, it's a redo. Yeah, great. I was I call it a do over. Yeah. Do over. Um, what else do we know? What else do we know in our bones, in our noggins, in our lived parenting experience? Um, the thing that comes for me, actually, <laughs> as I answer my own question was: oh, Yeah, go. Um, this is this, whatever is hard and whatever is good in parenting is also for my repair. Mm. So sometimes as a parent, we're used to being mm-hmm. oriented to this is for them, the school's mm-hmm. for them, the playtime is for them, what we do extracurricularly is for them, um, the comfort is for them, the repair is for them, the, you know, redos are for them, the, everything is for them, and I, again, evolving through that story is the repair is also for me, the really clear mirror is also for me, The exposing of my own wounds is also for me. Everything is also here to invite me and to further repair both with myself Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. my younger child then, my parents then, and even my parents Mm -hmm. now, if I am really open to the fullness of what is here for me now via parenting an eight, seven, and five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that, you know, people will talk about like oh my goodness like this is starting to come up for me well yeah because your kids Mm -hmm. at a different age and so like you're like that's a parallel process of you at that age and while you don't remember it cognitively your body remembers that stuff um one of the things we tried this summer was a gymnastics camp for sam and the day i dropped her off the little group that she was in um there were four girls all wearing matching leotards oh lordy (laughs) i not only was i like hella proud of her for like she really wanted to do gymnastics so she went to this gymnastics camp like not knowing anybody so like i was like i never would have done that as a kid like you are a rock star kiddo like (laughs) great right (laughs) and then to walk in and drop her off with like two girls in like street clothes like her and then like this group of like four girls in matching leotards I was like dear Jesus like please protect my kid (laughs) I'm having to like let her go and watch like my biggest nightmare play out yes right
0: yeah yeah right it's such a it's so that's a perfect like it's a perfect little story inside the large story of what's real for Sam now versus what's real for me now so what was real right. for Sam is she showed up and there were two other kids like her and four girls and matching leotards and she's excited about g- uh, gymnastics camp. And what was real for, you know, for mom in that moment was right. my own story, my own fear, my own left outness, my own sense of do I belong and will they be mean? And so yes. there's that duality of how can I attend to what's real now and what was real for me then that is coming up right. Yeah,
1: how do I honor that
0: in me, right? The little yes. girl in me that's
1: really activated, and right. how do I also show up as the parent that she needs me to be now?
0: Yeah, and and what if she was okay? Right. There's like those are the, the that's what Eden teaches me all the time is I'm ready to be like, girl, I'm gonna show up for you in all the ways I wasn't. I'm in you know right <laughs> and like and she's like, got it. I got this, mom. Handle. out. Like I like has zero frame of reference. Clearly for my wounds yet yeah, duh but however <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready right. to be your mom and i'll do these things and she's like yeah so i'm gonna go to junior lifeguards in school on five um i'm also gonna you know i'm gonna do i'm just i'm just gonna do it And i'm like so what if so what if she's okay and so what yeah. if that wasn't a trigger for sam and what if that isn't eden's fear <laughs> mm-hmm. right okay okay so then that part was for me And it's also learning to parent a real kid in real time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The beautiful mess that it is. Sometimes that ugly mess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Just messy. (laughs) The other things of knowing. um, I also know I can ask for help. Hmm. hmm I I do know that. I can I cannot either I can go to therapy. I mean I can like <laughs> which
1: I do. Um, I just was chuckling at yeah, I know I can ask for help. Now let's talk about do I.
0: <laughs> so Okay, let's talk about so tell me. <laughs> do you? Uh
1: that ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. That comes back to the vulnerability and relationship, and do I feel like the relationship is safe enough for me to ask for help?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The lesson I'm in right now in my own parenting, both like self-parenting, reparenting, and then mm-hmm. also in parenting, is, um, Eden has big needs. And she doesn't experience her wants as wants; she experiences her wants as needs, and it's astonishing and exceptionally overwhelming to me to watch someone be in such extreme need, especially of me. And and so what shook through me and shook out was her needs are appropriate, okay. Mm -hmm. And there's tying that into what you said. So my needs are appropriate, right? So if it's true for her, it's true for me, right? If it's true for kids, it's true in adults. Um she needs without self-shame she needs yeah name, right yeah without the fear that it's gonna be too much she's actually very direct about her needs she literally asked a mom yesterday when can i come play at your house and <laughs> uh-huh. okay i mean yeah clear and the mom the mom reflected to me Eden is so sweet she's so funny. She's so, she's so direct, but she's also kind of non phased. If it's like, oh, I can't today, but I can tomorrow. And she's like, cool. Like, but she's clear at what she wants needs. Like when, Yeah. when can I come play at your house? Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, that's, that's brilliant. And so can I try that on Yeah. that I can need without shame? Also that yeah. I can need, this is for me, need before it's too late. Okay. Yeah. So before the house is in flames, could I ask for what I need so that I'm not needing from in, being engulfed? A
1: crisis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I also sitting next yeah. to, I'm holding up for you because we're looking at each other, but um, child care needs. Like, I literally ha- went from now until August. So I was like, this is where I actually need help now before nice. it's too late. Yeah. So that, I'm like, oh, write it down. Yeah. ask for help. Yeah, yeah. don't have to do it all. Meetings in the garage office, trying to keep the kids occupied there. Then I'm like, I am not an octopus. That's what it feels like. I feel like right. I'm an octopus trying right. to do all those things.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do think one of the things that has come out of the pandemic, I feel like, is that people are a little, like much more gracious about childcare needs shifting. Hmm. So, like, you know, hey, we're doing a Zoom, and a kid shows up in the background. Mm. You know, like, right, like, totally. like before, that was like a like, <gasps> right, like I think there was even a commercial with that, and it was like, yeah, there was. Oh my yeah, gosh, I can't believe that's happening, and now it's like okay, like we just, we keep rolling, right? Like we don't yeah. pause, like maybe we wave at the kid and, and we keep going. Um,
0: so maybe the radically honest parenting is that like the, the gig's up. Like it's yeah. not like I'm trying to be like, hey, I'm here as your therapist. I don't have children that are crying in right. the room. I don't have right. children. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's like, hey, and that's again that's my total bend on why I'm obsessed with telehealth is it allows us to be yeah. at home and what it really is like what it really sounds like what it really looks right. like what it really feels like when I'm in that space right. and that is like that's access that we do not have when we're in the office Correct. that is set up perfectly yes. for you
1: Yes. Yes. And even like I can walk through, like because a lot of times I'm in a parent's ear. Like I can even mm-hmm. walk them through in real time, yes. different language to try on. And then they mm-hmm. get to watch that the kid respond like differently because we've just shifted language a little
0: bit. And that's the um, bike ride again. Right. Yeah. I'm, right. Right. Yes. We're not perfectly contained in my office being perfectly mm-hmm. contained about a, about a, a hypothetical. We're trying yeah. it on a real time.
1: Yeah last summer, you know, as things were, were shifting, um, we, Sam was at home and she had like fallen and hurt herself until like she busts into a session and like needs me to comfort her. And so I like asked my person if I could pause for a minute and like comforted Sam. And then she just like wanted to sit with me to finish the session. And, um, the person was in my ears and she was like, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then we like started talking about how like, just what we've talked about that reparenting piece. She got to watch Mm. me parent Sam, but what it did for her because of our relationship and how I've cared for her, she got to like put herself in Sam's position and right. What if Katie had been my mom? What would it have been like Mm. to be loved on and my needs to be cared for in the way that we've been talking about for so long, Mm. right? She got to see it actually take place in real time. And so Mm. I think like, that's the, that's just one of the cool layers about, Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That we, I, that I love, I love, I love, I love, there's that surrogacy, right? Yes. So there's like that raw human experience, which I think when we really strip down everything that the therapeutic relationship is, is that sense of deep desire um, to be mothered. I really, I do. I really, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I'm perceiving it in this, at at least in this phase of my own life and professional life is. Will you nurture me? How do you really see me? Mm -hmm. Can I crawl up Mm -hmm. into your lap? It's that Um, Irvin Yalom has a whole book on it Mama and the Meaning of Life um, and his Mm -hmm. perspective on a specific client of his named Mama. And it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful.
1: Mm.
0: Hmm. So, radically honest parenting. what it's really like, what we know, what we don't know, what we don't know. What don't you know right now?
1: (laughs) The the immediate thing that came to my head was a whole crap ton. Mm -hmm. I feel like with all the, with all the trainings that I've done and all the things that I've done, like there's still a ton of stuff that I, that I don't know. And that, um, you know, I kind of, I guess in this moment, I'm thinking about it like this, I'm thinking about it like, um, like it's like a, it's like a chef who's been class, you know, like, like trained, right. They open a refrigerator and they don't have what they need. Right. But because of their training, mm. they can be like, Oh, well this and this, and this can substitute. Yeah. Right? So wow. I feel like, I feel like that's what I do all the time. Cause there's a ton of moments that I don't know. And I'm like, okay, let's trial and error. And what I tell parents all the time too is that like, guys, our kids are going to give us another opportunity. So we might hit it out of the park and do really awesome. And I might totally screw it up and I might be somewhere in the middle, but I'm going to get another chance and I get to take what went well and I get to dump what didn't and I get to try again.
0: And that was such a beautiful, positive way to see what I don't know is that there's what I don't know, but, with that is everything I do know, which will allow Mm -hmm. me to kind of pivot or whatever to figure it out. Oh, to figure it out. Damn, Katie. Thanks for that. Like I, I, my, my response to that question was like, well, I don't know. What did I write down? I wrote down, um, how it's actually going to go. Like, I'm like, I don't know, you know? And so I can trip on that sense of, Again, when I put my own template of my own life down, Mm -hmm. what what, what happens when all the bad things happen? Right. And that was where I left off. I didn't go into, oh, then I'd remember everything I know. I'm like, well, then we'd all die. Like, that's the end. That's going to be the end of the story. So I appreciate how much more uplifting your responses. (laughs) (laughs) I'd lean into my resources. Cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, but I think that's part of it. And the other thing that like I thought of when you said that was like, I do parent, I do parent differently than my family of origin, right? Like I, I parent differently than a lot of people around me. Mm Um, and, and right. (laughs) And so I think like sometimes I get challenged from other people about what I don't know. And I feel inferior, I, I feel like I'm screwing it up. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. And so I, I come back to like, yeah, but this, I'm doing the very best that I can. And I hey, do yes. know, I do know lots of things and I'm making yeah. the very best decisions with the information I have today.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's um. that. And so maybe, okay. So I'm going to put this back into the Instagram squares. There are like specific people's Instagrams that I'm like, oh, obviously, okay, I see that. And what I take in is then I'm really fucking it up. And then I come back to what I do know, which is something some of the time is the most Mm -hmm. gracious way forward for me that sometimes, something some of the time, sometimes I get it right and I I nurture. Sometimes I get it right and I'm firm. Sometimes I get it right and I'm easygoing. Sometimes I get it right and I make this meal instead of that meal. That's it, you know, so- Some things, some of the time, rather than trying to be everything all the time, feels like a total chokehold. Yeah. Yeah. And what I know now and what was good now. Um, And then willing to make their repair when I have new information.
1: Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And not beating myself up for what I didn't know then. Like with some of our foster kiddos, like I, like I have some big sadness about that. mm -hmm. Like some big sadness of things that like, oh right? Yes. But I made the very best decision with the information that I had.
0: Yes. Yes. This, Um. okay. I'm, I'm going to pause on this for a second. There's a, think of it as you're in the desert and you come to this little pool of a water of this oasis of knowing mm-hmm. and people are like, oh my God, this is the thing I've been looking for this whole time. This knowing of like, if I just knew this, then if I just knew yeah. This yeah. then. And so they get ready to go into it. And then they're like, oh, they immediately freeze. But what about all the times that I didn't do it that way? And they, so now right. they left this pool, right. knowing, and they're looking right. back into the desert of, I, all the failing moments in uh-huh. their marriage, and their parenting, and their self. And so then they don't right. get into the pool. So right. So yes, <laughs> we can yeah. get close to what we wish we would have known. Please yeah. do not let. The grief of not knowing it until this point. Correct. Keep you from getting in the damn pool. (laughs) Get in. Soak it up. Live it up. Yeah. Okay. Because we can only know what we know now. And so do we want to have this conversation again in five years? Like, are are we going to stay on the outside because we didn't know it yesterday? No. We are going to get in now. And we're going to live this now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want to say to people listening about radically honest parenting? About um, anything that you've said? You're like, hey, I want to make sure this comes across crystal clear to a parent who has experienced anything while listening to this conversation. What can't be missed from you, Katie?
1: I really, really wish that I could look into the eyes. And I could tell them truly and deeply, if you are trying and you are worried about being a good parent, you are a better parent than you think you are.
0: Well, I'm looking in your eyes and I'm gonna go ahead and take that. (laughs) Take that. Put it on,
1: friend. I think we just spend so much time beating ourselves up about like the crappy thing that I did last Tuesday. That I forget to go like, yeah, but you know what? I really, I really rocked it over here. Mm -hmm.
0: And and, or that thing last Tuesday didn't destroy the relationship because it's not the only thing true about us. Yeah. Damn, Katie, yeah.
1: Most of the time, most of the time when somebody is worried about them as a parent, them as an employee, them as, right? Like when they're worried about that, the fact that you're worried about it and you're thoughtful about it and you're seeking, Mm. right. You're seeking information about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are, you are good and you are doing it well and you are invested.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Before we started recording, we, we did talk about that, like that, that staying presence of we Mm -hmm. keep showing up, um, Right, so we don't become like the passive ghost figure of mom Mm -hmm. or boss or uh, employee Mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever all those relationships you just named, which are actually like light bulbs for me, um, as we show up again, show up again. So in parenting, just because it didn't go well today or any of the last 190 million years we've been in quarantine, um, then like (laughs) there's there's now, (laughs) it's not too late. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's never too late.
0: It's never Ever. it's never too late. There was a blessed, blessed woman who came to weekends and she was in her 70s and it, her presence alone, so uh, weekends mm. are like private um, intensive retreats that I'm hosting and she was there and the other women range between like 20 and 40. And so she was like this outlier who's there and her presence was one thing and then her grace to which she was willing to learn and again she could have not because the pool and right? had been like no the desert if I know now oh my god right, right. but she, right. she like came in and was like yeah I'm, yes and yes we were able to put into words and relieve ourselves I think in a lot of ways of it is okay but I didn't know that then yeah I she's 70 and still learning okay Thank you. Thank you for being just a beautiful human being who's living that for us.
1: Yeah. I have this couple that I started working with them on their codependency stuff for their adult addict son. And over the years that has like evolved into their own personal stuff and into Mm -hmm. their marriage. And I remember he's in his probably early seventies at the time. And he was not, he was showing up as a hothead in these, in these (laughs) meetings and I told him, I was like, I want you to go and I want you to tell them that you can't talk in a meeting. Like you are going to be silent and you're going to like be about your body. And I know other people that he works with and they like would come in and tell me too, like how impressed they were that he showed up at this meeting and said, okay guys, this is what my therapist has me to do for homework. So you're going to watch me be uncomfortable. You're going to watch me do this and I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. And I thought like, are you kidding me? Like And I just told him, I was like, not only is that powerful for you and like, we talked about all that he got out of it, but like powerful for these like young twenties and thirties, right. That are sitting at that table going like, he's still in therapy or he's back, right. He's doing it. He's Mm -hmm. learning it. He's applying it. He's he's trying something new. Like, wow, Mm -hmm. like I love that. Like, I love that. I love the wisdom in that, right. Like the wisdom of like, no, I'm still learning. And there's still ways that I can, I can, um, I can show up more authentic and more, Um, connected
0: yes I um I would I want to say um it really is as real as it feels Mm -hmm. so it's it is as excruciating overwhelming and hard as it feels parenting is that it's it's that you're not making it bigger it's that Uh -uh. fucking gnarly um and it's also that Exquisite, that redemptive, right. that powerful, that magical, that silly, um, mm-hmm. as it feels, and mm-hmm. that we can have capacity for both those like larger than life, you know, put it on the Instagram feed moment, and yeah. the cry in the stairway after putting the kids to bed moment. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we need a lot of room. need a lot of room as we parent especially people that are parenting I've mentioned this before but like a hinge generation of people that are really trying to Mm. turn that ocean liner and say yeah new new story new story yeah new way forward okay anything else that you want Mm. on this parenting table for today I
1: saw a meme yesterday that said something about like we know that it takes a village to raise kids. But do you know that that village is for you?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So, I think yeah. I love that like this podcast gets to be a piece of that village and like who else in your village is for you and um yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I I have to let myself be a part of the village. That that mm-hmm. is like I Chronically set myself up as a person who can help care yeah. for the village, you know, and yeah. tend to the village, and to be uh-huh. um, one of the village mm-hmm. people, Katie. That's mm-hmm. where we're going mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <I laughs> I'm going to go get my outfit my- on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in a moment. I'll be my, my outfit on, and I'll come back. And uh-huh. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be a village person. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, and my, my hope and our hope is that we will continue to have conversations like this because, and to have additional voices come join, right? Because even where the two of us sit, we're doing similar things. We're both in the um, mental health field. We are both raising children in ways that are different from the way we were raised. We're both Mm -hmm. figuring out in real time. We're both, you know, there's things that we're both doing and we come at it from like, Oh, that was different awareness or you gave us the example of reality and expectation. What we fill in the gap with is different. Um, And so there's this beautiful nuance in the way in which, just even the two of us in our story and how much larger a story gets when other people come to the table and share their story, their reality, their struggle, mm-hmm. what it's radically honest for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So good. That's good. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank I, you. Just, I, I just, I, actually, that's not that I, I respect you deeply and I, Every time you drop wisdom bombs on our team, I'm like, God, I'm, is this recording? Could we just go? I mean, I need to listen back to this later. Um, you are truly like the fairy, go- our fairy godmother, um, mm-hmm. but you're real. You're Thank real. You. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Thanks. I, I, I do my best to show up real and authentically. So I am mm-hmm. very grateful that that comes across.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It does I love. Our, our, team, our team was the lifeline that I didn't know I needed.
0: Okay, hope you enjoyed this episode. It is such a treat for me to get to introduce you to the some of the women on my team and the conversations that we are having and that you become a part of as you listen And as you run it through your own story, experiences, ideas, creativity, we'd love to know what you think. Feel free to reach out to us at any time. Uh, We'd love to help you get started in whatever way serves you, wherever you are right now. So you can check everything out that we're doing at www.radicalwellness.co. That's just C-O. Okay, have the best week. Cheers.